How are you all doing today? Mike? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm doing pretty good. 1077 The Bronx slash 1077thebronc.com. Nominated for eight. 2023 Intercollegiate Broadcasting System College Media Awards, including Best Morning Show for Wake Up Rider and Best College Radio Station in the Country. Welcome to Games from the Dorm. We analyze the good, the bad, what I'm playing, what I played. This Games from the Dorm started off as a podcast, trying podcasting class, and Mike was in that too. Yeah, how do you, how do you feel about your uh, your reintroduction here? Uh, it feels good, bit nervous, you know, have to one take it this time. After one take it. Yeah, no do-overs. True, true. We're live, people. Yeah. We're live. It's very different. Today we're talking about XCOM 2, but Orion from last week, same deal. He has a class now, 10, 15 minutes, and he really wanted to talk about this game. So I think we'll we'll let him introduce it, maybe. Yeah, and to buy him some time, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that's happening today, 5EST, 6, uh, no, 2... <laughs> Man doesn't, know his time. Man doesn't know his time. I know I know our time, and that's the one that counts. That's the one that counts. Only real time zone. 5 p.m. Very excited. Very excited. Um, I gotta say, I mean, I, I look forward to these days more than the potential of a family in the future. Honestly, I mean, these are these are big. Honestly, it's more exciting than like the game release itself, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, that's true. Um what do we got? What do we got in store? 5 p.m. We we get together. We, me, we Mike, Orion, maybe a couple other people. We're going to sit together. We're going to make a bingo talking about, you know, what our predictions are. What, what are some of your predictions? What are you hoping for? Well, I guess we can talk about the big news from last night, which is lots of price listings, including, if I'm not mistaken, the Nintendo eShop itself listed Legend of Zelda The Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to the 2017 hit Breath of the Wild at $69.99, which is a major price hike from video game standards for years, $59.99. When did they start introducing, uh, like Steam, start introducing $70 price tags? Well, Steam is way less, I feel, standardized than something like Xbox or PlayStation true, stores. True. But you started to notice a lot of more $70 big AAA titles with the release of the PS5 and Xbox Series S. True. Yeah, but Nintendo has Nintendo never done this it. before. Yeah. So. I think if, it, I mean, we don't know if it's true. We don't even know if, you know, maybe the game is canceled and never comes out. We don't know any of this stuff. Yeah, but. it could be coming out after we graduate. Who knows? It's a Zelda game. No, yeah. no, no Zelda game has I, ever I've, released on Was Tears of the Kingdom already delayed once? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It'll probably be delayed again. Yeah. If you don't know Zelda games, I don't think Breath there's of the Wild been a was single. supposed to be a Wii U game. I think early Wii U came yeah. out on the Switch. Yeah, and I think every 3D Zelda game or almost everyone has I think been delayed Majora's at least once. Majora's the only one that has been like decent development timeline, and that's like the best one. Yeah. Well, it's also because they used a lot of stuff from Ocarina. Well, this one's probably also going to read uh, stuff. Breath, I'm excited, dude. Breath of the Wild, Very maybe my favorite game ever. Good it's, take. It's, it's, I mean, I, you know, I've been waiting for this for so long. Yeah. They, we've had like no footage. I'm also excited to know where they go with the sequel to Breath of the Wild because the ending to Breath of the Wild felt very complete in a way, you know? Yeah. So interesting, like, is it going to, is the map going to feel too samey is something I've been wondering for a while, 
So wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be cool, though, because I think some people were speculating this, wouldn't it be cool if, like, it was an identical map, but the stuff in the map was completely different? Wouldn't that be cool if they, yeah, if like they made the, it like correctly? Yeah, like the same, like, vague shape. Yeah. The yeah, same that, locations, that, but, like, everything, you know. Yeah, like, that, that's, like, that would be what sick. I'm talking about. Like, you know, like, you can keep it, like, the same basic map, but with, you know, in Gerudo Town, there's new stuff, and in the, the Fish People Village, you fish know. Fish People. They're called Zora. No, you don't use Zelda facts. Fish people. What is he talking about? You're right. I'm not a big Zelda fan, as well, the people say. He's a loser. Yeah, that's uh, right. What else we got? Uh, so I guess the other big thing to talk about, Nintendo hasn't revealed their big holiday season game yet. Mm-hmm. So. What, what has it been in previous years? Like like last year? Last year was Pokemon. Ew. Yeah, well, it sells a bajillion copies every time. What was before that? Um, Do you know? Whatever. Yeah, but they, they tend to have some big something, releases. Something. The holiday season every year. I think a lot of people have speculated Mario Odyssey 2. Yeah. some Mario game. They're coming out with a big movie this year, so. Oh, Bowser. Having a game to tie in with that could be cool, you know? Mm, I don't know, man. Yeah, but it feels smart. I think this direct... I mean, I, I think I've started to realize as I've gotten older, Nintendo, uh, their directs are usually one good thing and 40 minutes of farm games. And I don't really play any third-party games on the Switch. Yeah. And Nintendo exclusives have kind of been not my favorite. So, I mean, I, I, I just hope for, like, some big ones, you know. I hope there's some Metroid talk. I hope there's some... I mean, I don't even like Pikmin, but, you know. Oh, that's probably I, well, I, I don't tall. dislike Pikmin. I've just never played it. But I hope that there will be some. But, I mean, besides those, I mean, I don't think there's any other big game that we know is going to release. So, no? hopefully, yes. one, one of the most, um, I just hope, like, for new stuff to be announced. Yeah, that's sort of the hope. And I think is normally the trend for these start-of-the-year directs. They normally have, you know, a lot of the releases that are coming out this year. You know, they want to announceable now mm-hmm i mean the year it, it just started yeah we got some ground to cover lots of ground lots of ground i'm very excited i mean this is this is big stuff i love our watch parties yeah they're always fun makes us think it makes me think like we're in the nintendo new york store yeah with all those with the big people. screen and all the people clapping Clapping at everything. Every every, every farm they see even they, if it's bad they pop it, i mean when you're with your friends it's Can it really fun. be bad? Yeah. Yep. So I guess that about covers it for the direct for our hopes. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to be anything exceptional, but no, you know, we'll see. Um, well, we're going to introduce XCOM too. So a game I never heard about, a series I never heard about until Orion, who's coming in soon, introduced me to it about a month ago. Apparently, they've been making games. The first one came out in 1994. Uh, why I've never heard about this series before. Uh, I was sheltered as a child in a Nintendo-proof cage. No, a Nintendo-only cage. Um, and now I, I don't, still don't know about really uh, strategy games. Not a fan at all of them. But, I mean, I, I've played some with Orion. Mike, you watched. Yeah, I was uh, there. You, you, you told me you played one of the games previously, yeah, I just think randomly. Yeah, XCOM 2 for Xbox One I played a bit of. Okay. Back uh, when it first came out. 
Okay, we can talk a bit about maybe your thoughts and um, you know, it was uh, it was unique. Very it was unique, unique game. Lots of, I think, it's a very, you know, patient type of game. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of you gotta be into it. Yeah, and I feel which I was not. Yeah, and then <laughs> there's also the whole like ship thing with all like the micromanagement outside of like the encounters with aliens. Yeah, a lot of gameplay stuff that you got. You gotta. This is not a fun game in terms of like a chill game. This is a yeah. fun game in terms of you gotta put your, you got you gotta deal with death. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do this stuff. death, which I think I like in these types of games. These mm-hmm. strategy character games like Fire Emblem and. Long so rabbits. how many, this is a turn-based strategy game. Yeah. How many turn-based games have you played previously? Like any turn-based? Yeah, any. Like including like Pokemon, Persona, I played. Well, I haven't played, I've played an hour of one of the Pokemon Fire games. Fire Emblem. Do you, you know more than me. So you like no. turn-based games? Um, I think it depends on the game. Really. I, I have no patience. Do you Real need patience? patience? I have no patience. I think it's patience, but also some of them will like. Add in fancy stuff to improve them, you know? Mike, I have a magic trick. Guess what's on your left? Oh, my. It's Orion Martin. Hey, what's up? Orion, how are you doing? We were just introducing XCOM. You just introduced Yeah, we're XCOM. talking a bit about our experiences with previous turn-based games. Talking I've played... about the greatest game of all time. Oh, boy. Here he goes. So, <laughs> I've played... What have I played Like that I, that I enjoyed? I've played a couple of the Paper Mario games. I've played... Earthbound, Mother 3, I see. I just played cheesy Nintendo stuff, which are yeah. great. But in terms of like like real stuff, I don't, I don't, I'm not patient enough for it. But Orion, you're clearly patient. This is possibly your favorite game. I, absolutely. All right. What what have you talked about XCOM yet? You just introduced it. Just introduced it? Barely okay. introduced it. It's up to you now. We gave we gave you the, the, the grind, the meat. Okay, that's great. Okay, so XCOM, like XCOM is a whole franchise. It's just like the greatest greatest idea ever done right okay. it's you got back turn- up your claim you got back up where your sources with claim evidence reasoning buddy i will i will okay so i mean th- the whole gameplay of just like the newer XCOM games are like astounding right you get like procedurally generated maps you have to adapt to your soldiers dealing with like real combat situation stuff like they'll have panic attacks mid combat right so it's a constant like battle of strategy that you're trying to beat back the aliens from earth it's it's crazy would you like to give the one sentence synopsis about what this game is the one sentence synopsis yes the story of the game okay so in XCOM 2 uh you're the commander of the resistance group right so you're trying to take back earth from the aliens who have like stolen your planet so like i said the goal is to beat back the aliens from earth and reclaim earth for Mm -hmm. humanity i've said turn-based games basically that's just when it's your turn you're the protagonist in this case in this game you're a group of soldiers you control and you worry about movement and attack and outside factors to kind of make your best uh, turn, and then it's the enemy's turn, and it goes back and forth. Yep, absolutely. And I think that that's, like, there's been a ton of turn-based games, but I think XCOM really, like, excels mm. in in the art of, like, turn-based strategy games. 
Mm-hmm. Because you know, there's a there's a ton of different like live action strategy games, like uh, like Halo Wars, Starcraft. Like those games are like a whole different skill set from XCOM. But I think that XCOM has like perfected the the art of turn based strategy games. I don't. You don't? No, we're gonna get into that. I, yeah. I, I thought it was all right. I stopped I thought, playing. I, feel like, okay, I played a couple hours game. with you. It's not my favorite. I feel like okay. in terms of its like genre, where it's like sort of like chess like where you got to move your guys around i think of like when i think of xcom it reminds me a lot of like the fire emblem games if you ever played those i don't think i've played those before it's like xcom but instead of like guns and lasers it's like magic and bows and arrows type oh, okay, deal yeah. and all turn-based games basically rely on the same gameplay formula mm-hmm. and it's up to well no yeah, i, I well, feel like yeah like it's, it's very turns. different than like something like dragon quest you know true Mm-hmm. Where like, but that's like an RPG. We're t- well, this turn-based is RPG. RPG. Yeah, okay. this also wow. has a lot of RPG elements in it. Yeah, you got guys. You want to talk mm-hmm. about your guys that you got? Yeah, okay. the best part of this game is making funny little guys. Well, honestly, I feel like you would be the expert on that because y- you spent when I introduced you to XCOM two, you spent like like three we, we, to four hours just customizing that these was characters. The best. So you get soldiers. Not, not, not even customizing them. We spent like we spent three hours. Two of those hours were spent writing backstories for the characters. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we zoomed through the designs. I have never in any game really been into custom character customization. I just think it kind of takes a certain kind of person to do that. But once you're with your friends, it's like a whole different thing. You can write the dumbest stuff <laughs> for these soldiers. Um, yeah. I don't. I think I, I disagree with you. You keep you kept telling me, oh, there's so many things you can customize them with in terms of like appearance. I disagree. I think it's kind of limited. Um, okay, that's fair. I guess you know you got some hats. You got some funny hairdos. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just it's a whole different thing that you're like. Then in game with them and you're commanding them and they're on this battlefield. And the greatest thing about this game is once you win, you can take photos of, <laughs> of your troops together. And, and you have to save the photos, which David learned the hard way yeah. multiple times. If I bad. I made works of art and deleted them. Well, I think that the like the greatest part about the cu- like the character customization, because like right, it's not gonna have as much character customization as like I don't know, like a game like, like Fallout um, that's going to have like like molding their facial structures. It had like preset stuff like that. But I think that the biggest part that the character customization that made it so important was that they are your soldiers, right? So like if they if they die on the battlefield, like you're not getting them back, right? Mm-hmm. So you put in like you spent like three hours on this one character, right? And they just they die on a mission. Like that sucks. And then you can make a little memorial photo for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also want to speak about like we we're talking about how few options XCOM has. I kind of like that because I feel like my problem with a lot of character creators is like choice paralysis, where there's so much stuff you can do in a lot of these games. You get one guy, right? Like in Fallout or like a lot of MMOs where you can customize a guy. You just get the one character to create. So it feels like, a, okay, I want to make sure that guy don't mess up. But with XCOM, after every mission, we were creating, like, three new guys. And we, and I like the so limited. Could, we gave all of them a cigar. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, like, it's just, I mean, you know. Everybody I, had a I smoking agree. habit on the, yeah. on the It base. was easier to, like, make the decisions on what you wanted your guys to be like. And if you were like, oh, I want to do this, but I also want to do this, you can just have, like, you know, 
you'd have Pete look like that, and then Johnny look like that. And Johnny, like, those were not the names we came no, up with. I don't think we're allowed to say most of the names in the video. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like Grungus? We made Grungus. We made, oh God, didn't I make one? I don't know. I made dumb puns. No, all, all of them. them. All of them, like, were fine. They were just, like, they had such stupid names. You can't yeah. even, like, think of those. Like, Grungus. That was the one that we we had the most because it was, like, Grungus Senior, Grungus yeah, Junior. Yeah, we had a whole family line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, I got a question for you. Yeah? Because I asked Orion last week. He had a disappointing answer. What's your favorite cupcake? Cupcake? I think a good red velvet. Red velvet. Well, I have news for you. Make cupcakes not war now through February 24th. Enter 1077 The Bronx Dessert Wars Cupcake Fights to win over $1,000 prizes, including a $300 Visa gift card for creating the best tasting cupcake on campus. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash cupcake fights for details. We'll be back with games from the dorm after these underwriting announcements on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. February is Black History Month, and 1077 The Bronx is celebrating with milestones in African-American history, daily audio features written and produced by Taylor Tunstall, acknowledging and commemorating little-known but important achievements by African-Americans that impacted our culture. Listen every hour, all month long, on The Bronx. Welcome back to Games from the Dorm on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. We're getting back into XCOM 2. Before Orion uh, tries to convince you guys that this is, like, up there with the moon landing for <laughs> humanity's greatest achievements, I'm going to burst this bubble a bit. I'm going to talk about, uh, I know I said I don't like turn-based games, but there's a few things uh, I didn't like in this game specifically as well. Let's talk about uh, something a bit controversial between us. Let's talk about the animation. So in the game, let's say you are going to take a shot at an alien. Your character does a... I think only at the end of a turn, right? Uh, so for like sprinting movements where like you're making an extended move, it'll only make an animation on the end of the turn. But when you're like having your character like, you know, fire at something, right? Or, you know, throw a grenade or, you, you know, attack, right? Mm-hmm. It does a, it does an animation and... Personally speaking, I I like those because I I think it makes the game like more cinematic and like, you know, epic in a way. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's a testament to other stuff I saw in the game. It bogs down the gameplay. Really? I think it bogs down the gameplay. I think if someone really likes uh turn-based RP, turn-based strategy games, then they don't want those animations. They want to get into it. Because I don't think, like, I know our characters are funny, but I don't think the animation really, like, gets someone like, yeah, Grombus, you got this. <laughs> it's more like, oh, I got to sit through this. And I had a lot of trouble within the game. I just find, like, some stuff padded down, like, not padded down, like, bloated, some areas of the game. Um, for example, I felt like a lot of times I got, like, radio calls from, like, a commander that was just boring or, like, a lot of, like, the war stuff I'm not that into just because it's not my genre and a right. lot of like the you know they would talk about oh the, the politics aliens you know whatever it's and I'm like world building in the background and and also there's like a lot of like you so like you start in like a um at like the front of the screen you get like a map of like all the places you got to go right like like the ship right mm-hmm. then you see a bunch of pop-ins of oh you have this optional thing 
And then, oh, this guy kidnapped your guy. And it's like, man, I just want to get into it. And then it goes, oh, you have upgrade this. And it's like, dude, this is, this is bloated. Okay, so the whole thing that, you know, David's describing here is essentially in the game, there is a lot of management, right? So if you don't like management and strategy games overall, you know, XCOM's not going to be for you. But it proves to be like a good management system. You have a map of Earth and there's different factions uh, of the resistance that you have to convince to actually like join your side and like give you supplies and stuff so you can uh, continue your efforts. So it's really important that, you know, you have a good setup for this game. And I, I don't think like David liked how, you know, how you had to like manage your resources and like make items. I just want to play a funny little game with my friends. Right. We make Grombus. I'm not into all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, because there's like a weapons upgrade system, there's armor upgrade systems, and you have to do that as you defeat aliens and get more things. And you do that because the aliens get harder and harder to beat. You want to get into those class systems a bit? And that's one thing I liked. I think the character design. Uh, I didn't play much of the game, but you explain uh, more to me what you see later on. I think the classes and the different species are really interesting. Yeah, I think the class system is like the defining feature of XCOM, right? Because they got a lot of different like elements to how you can strategize. Uh, they got like the specialist class, which can like function as your medics or they can hack things. You got reapers that got like giant swords on their backs and they can... Uh, you stealth mechanics. You got your grenadiers. Those are your heavy, your heavy units. They got um, what else? Talk about the aliens. Oh, the aliens? No. Talk talk about like the uh, like the alien species that are on your side. Oh, that's War of the Chosen. We haven't. Yeah, we can that. get into that now. Okay. Well, we can talk about War of the Chosen. War of the Chosen is a extension from XCOM Two that came about like a year out, a year after uh, the initial release overall just much much better game there's three new classes that they added uh you got the templars arguably the most broken class in the entire game you got the reapers uh who essentially um they they're like a whole stealth class and then you got the what i'm assuming you're talking about which are oh god what are their names the skirmishers, yeah, the skirmishers, which are a friendly alien alliance that uh, does not like the elders, which are the big bad guys of the aliens. Mm-hmm. So I think just one thing about this game is because the maps, like you said, are procedurally generated. Yeah, hard word. Except for like scripted, scripted yeah. maps. Yeah, and because you can upgrade many different things, and you can have many different classes. There's like infinite possibilities for how you want to play the game absolutely yeah that's what i that's what i like about xcom too most mm. importantly yeah you can replay it a bunch of times and have it yeah how many times have you time? played this game how many times <laughs> i can't tell you uh i mean i've played on like normal difficulty i played on the hardest difficulty with iron man like iron man what yeah iron you man explain what that is it's essentially you can't save scum 
You got to explain what that is. Safe scumming is, uh, we did it a couple of times, where, like, if your soldier dies, you go back to a previous save where they're not dead. Safe scum, uh, sorry, Iron Man prevents that by making an auto-save system, so it saves, like, every two seconds so that it's, Oh, like, that's cool. I yeah, like that. so you can't reset. And it is, the the most difficult setting is, like, you, you get punched in the face a lot in the early game and it's it's really really tough so you gotta you you, you gotta play that game a lot before you try that mm-hmm. so yeah. how many times have you played the base game and how the many, base game yeah. do you so do you think that's not even worth playing so here's my opinion i think the base game of xcom 2 is good but XCOM 2's extension, War of the Chosen, is just, like, infinitely better. So I didn't, I didn't say it. XCOM 2 came out in 2016. War of the Chosen came out only a year after. Right. Yeah, they kind of—you uh, remember, like, Left 4 Dead, how, like, a year later they came out with Left 4 Dead 2, right? And yeah. that was, like, infinitely better than the first one. Yeah. That but the kind of was, was like, that's not an expansion. Right. It was a whole different game. Yeah, but so this was War is of the Chosen. It a was, whole— I mean, okay. it's a whole new mechanic. Do you want to get into some of those mechanics? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I mean, you told me this. There's this is a lot. Yeah, there's like way more cutscenes. There's this opening cutscene of oh, War of the Chosen. Not for me. I, I, yeah, talk about the yeah. opening. I don't like cutscenes that much. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> for this, but there's a whole new like story of like explaining, you know, how they got information on where to locate the commander, which is you. And it, it, there's, like, so much more background to, like, what's going on in the Resistance. And it, it, there is just, like, I can't count how many things are in War of the Chosen that they added. Mm-hmm. Like, Mike, you remember how uh, it was, like, because we played War of the Chosen because I said it was just way better than the original. Yeah. Uh, you remember how, like, when they're on the battlefield, they just get, like, PTSD? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that was a new feature that they added where like people can get phobias. So like if they were like on fire last mission and that caused them to take like a lot of damage, they would remember that and then they would get like a fear of fire. And then if they could panic, right? Mm-hmm. So further like I guess when you go into a map, you got to be very even more careful like which troops you bring, you know, more yeah. management stuff just you know, and it makes it much, much more realistic too, because like you know, the horrors of battle are gonna like affect your troops in that way. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's that. I mean, like I said, there's new factions. Uh, there's also a new boss system that's like the chosen. Right? Yeah, yeah, the chosen, and and those guys are they're scary, right? They they are uh, they 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 will beat your soldiers up because uh, we we encountered the. The assassin, and she has the ability to like go invisible and then pop up and snatch her soldiers. Yeah, so that's that. That's a boss. Yeah, and yeah. that's like around where I stopped playing. And yeah. that was cool. So mm-hmm. because of this, this wait was that a scripted map? Uh, like like pre like you always yeah because that her? was the okay. introductory. Well, it was to a the cool chosen. map. So yeah, she was in this little room, this little little building with little rooms, very narrow. And she would just disappear, and I had to figure out. Oh, Ryan helped me a bit, but I had to figure out, you know, how to how to beat her. And it was I, that was that was probably my favorite part. I mean, like you were telling me earlier, it was like it was like a one door room, so you, like you had to be very careful on like who you sent in, right? Yeah, yeah, on a ladder, yeah. So and everybody has a different 
you know, range of where they can fight or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So, Orion, I have a question for you. You're big into these games. Um, I feel like one of my big problems with games is that boss battles always feel like odd to do in these type of games because of like, you know, just like the nature of having so many guys with mobility and running around. What do you think of like these games sort of boss battle implications, you know? So I think that the boss battles are way different than like what you would normally expect from like a turn-based game because you know when i think of a boss battle from most turn-based games i'm thinking like the boss might be like still and it has like i don't know like a hundred health or something like that it's like really really hard but this game it like bosses are much more mobile they have like crazy abilities like like what we were saying with the assassin like she can go invisible and honestly i think the difference is is that the bosses feel less like a quote-unquote boss than more just like another alien enemy to fight Mm. so maybe like maybe it feels a little bit underwhelming if you're not Mm. like it feels a little bit underwhelming on like you know the second or third playthrough that you do Speaking about underwhelming, do you want to talk a bit about one of your major flaws with the game, the difficulty? Okay, yeah. So there is a... XCOM 2 is a very, very, very hard game early to mid. And then as soon as you get to the late game, like all your soldiers are upgraded to the maximum class. You have all of the items that you need. The game gets very easy. And, and yeah, and you've played this game on multiple difficulty levels, right? Yeah, the difference between the difficulty levels is the early game. The late game always feels the same. And obviously, pe- people like easy games. Does it get easy to the point of boring? Were you out of it? Unfortunately, sometimes it does get a little bit boring, and it's mm-hmm. like you'll get these mandatory, like quote unquote, mandatory missions where it's like, oh, the resistance needs your help here. And you'll just find yourself like ignoring them because you just want to prepare yourself for like the ultimate ending fight, which is really awesome, by the way. But like the the missions that they send you on, which are called guerrilla ops, you <laughs> you you That's do these missions and they are just like they get boring once you hit that end game because it's like very. It gets very easy because your soldiers, they stop missing. They stop, like, panicking most of the time. And, you know, the snipers become, like, the most broken class because they can shoot an enemy from, like, like three screens away. And the funniest part is that they can, like, one-shot an enemy if they use a headshot. You want to talk about about the thing that just, just tickles you pink? (laughs) <laughs> what do you I mean hate by that phrase? T- <laughs> uh, we talk about uh, miss percentages, and you could be right up in front of an enemy, and there's a big cutscene. Your guy draws back the gun, and you're literally, you know, on his face, and you just miss. Okay, so XCOM as like a franchise is like memed about this all the time because it uses hit percentages. To calculate the the chance of that your soldier will, you know, hit your enemy. 
but there is never a 100% guarantee until you hit the late game. Sometimes it'll eventually just say like 100% chance, meaning you I can't know miss. That. Yeah, late, like I said, late game gets very, very easy. But in the early game, you could hypothetically put a soldier like not even like a space away from the alien and they can still hypothetically miss. On a 97% chance, it's like... Yeah, it, it, the funniest thing, and it can get really frustrating if you're trying to play the playthrough like seriously, but it can get really frustrating when you see your soldier do this little animation where they aim at the alien, all super cool, and then they aim to the left immediately after, completely missing the alien entirely. Mm, which is the class that has the sword? Uh, those are the... Oh, God, I can't remember. Man doesn't know his favorite game. Ranger, Ranger. Ranger. So I played the Ranger. You get a sword. You go right up very fast, right, I think. Yeah, you they can sprint just, up. Yeah, right next to the enemy, just slice him. Cool animation. I liked it. Orion, what's your favorite uh, gameplay to use with, you know, a class? Like what, My what? favorite class? Yeah, what's your favorite class? Why? The most, what do they broken, have? the most broken class, and this is in War of the Chosen. I, I like to talk about War of the Chosen XCOM 2 more than I like the base game because like okay. I said it's just infinitely better the Templars are the most broken class are in the they your favorite game. oh absolutely okay. I, I love their design they they have this parry ability where they can just negate an entire parry? attack I say parry oh my god Mike bro doesn't know fencing terms you guys can make fun of my uh, my dialect okay hey, it's not dialect you're just wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh they they have this ability where they can like negate any damage to them and or you can use it where they can move uh a, a certain distance after they've made an attack and they have psionic abilities so they they can do some really cool things like they can uh like if there's like a dead enemy you can like resurrect them to your side that's like cool. it, they're they're really cool and they and just like every other class they get broken in the late game i like the uh i don't is it every class has it but like the whole stealth mechanics of like the enemy doesn't know you're there yeah yeah okay so xcom 2 did a whole new thing to the old xcom games where it used to be the aliens had the jump on you because you were defending earth but because the aliens have now like taken over earth you have the jump on the end i like how they incorporate that yeah so you can set up these like giant ambushes where like all the enemies will walk right into your trap and then like get just that's the type of stuff i'm into yeah and i remember you you were talking about like how you're gonna set up like one guy on the roof you set guys like down on the field like it's you can do a lot of things Mm -hmm. with that so you've been talking about xcom a lot and it feels like you're one thing is that it gets really easy as time goes on. What if you were like, what would you do if you think you could do to keep the difficulty and the end game more in line with the early to mid game? Are you saying like, if like if I was talking to a developer of yeah, XCOM, like if the developer was just for some reason walked in here and was like, Orion, oh, what would you think would make the game harder in the late game? Okay, and so, more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I wanted to make the late game more difficult or like make it less easy because I don't think it should be like as impossible as the early game, but it definitely should be like, you know, more difficult. I think the difference that they would need to make is they would need to make enemies scale with you. And they occasionally do that. Like 
you, you know, some of the base enemies will get more health as the game goes on, but not enough. It's just not enough because you can still like one tap the base enemies that are occasionally on different maps and it's just way it would just be way better if they made all of the enemies like grow with you i'm sure it feels fun for a little bit when you're so overpowered like your first couple missions yeah. where you just one shot every guy oh no it's absolutely fun for the first like <laughs> yeah. maybe three or four times <laughs> and then after that it's just like oh here we go again and then then you miss your first shot and then you're like well all goes downhill from here I, no, honestly, like like I said, in the end game, like if you, you miss, miss a shot, uh, well, I mean, in the like zero point zero zero one percent chance that you miss a shot, like it won't be that big of a deal. It'll more just be a surprise, yeah, because you know your other soldiers can cover you because mm. you get in the late game. You'll usually have about six soldiers on your team, so. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot better. Yeah. Speaking of like missed shots, something I want to talk about with XCOM, which I found really interesting. You were talking about earlier how XCOM has this perception of like ah ninety nine percent, I still always miss. I find really interesting. XCOM is the only one of these games I'm familiar with that does nothing to like pad sort of chances. Like if it's a ninety nine, they're being completely honest with you. While it's something like Fire Emblem, what they do is like. Let's say you have a 99, 5% hit chance, which means 5% miss chance. So what XCOM does, it just rolls a D100. And if you get a 5 or less, you miss. And if you get over a 5, you hit. What a lot of other games will do is they roll two D100s, take the average. So then lower hit chances are like even further decreased because one lucky roll can't save you. And higher hit chances are seemingly increased. And I find it really interesting that XCOM is the only series that does like Nothing like that. It's just completely honest. 90% chance you will miss one in 10 times. Right. Yeah. And, you know, those one in 10 times that you do miss, uh, those are the ones that suck the most. Yeah. Those are the ones you remember. Yeah. Because you're like, you expect, oh, 99%, I'm going to hit it. So, you know, if you take 199s, eventually you're going to miss one. It's going to be like, what the hell? Exactly. It's, uh, it's, it is very brutally honest with that percentage system, and I think that uh, I think that that can deter people a lot from XCOM, though, because you know it can get really frustrating, you know, when you're playing this for the first time, and it's like this guy said he had a 98 percent chance of hitting this alien, and he completely whiffed the shot, mm-hmm. and that can be like a real, real deterrence. So, like. You know, you gotta you gotta be prepared for that. All right, we'll talk more about XCOM after the break. Make cupcakes not war now through February twenty fourth. Enter one zero seven seven the Bronx Dessert Wars cupcake fights to win over one thousand dollar prizes, including a three hundred dollar Visa gift card for creating the best tasting cupcake on campus. Go to one zero seven seven thebronxcom dot com slash cupcake fights for details. We'll be back with games from the dorm after these underwriting announcements on one zero seven seven the Bronx and one zero seven seven thebronxcom dot com. February is Black History Month, and 1077 The Bronx is celebrating with milestones in African-American history daily audio features written and produced by Taylor Tunstall, acknowledging and commemorating little-known but important achievements by African-Americans that impacted our culture. Listen, every hour... All month long on the Bronx. Welcome back to Games from the Dorm on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. We got a final 10 minutes, maybe seven minutes. So, Orion, I want to know a bit about the ending. You don't need to spoil if you don't want to, but... Okay, I'll, I'll, give, you, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give a little get bit. Get into it. The, in the ending, specifically 
the ending of War of the Chosen, there is one cutscene that you get because you get different perspectives of these factions that you help. And there is this one cutscene where it pans out to the ocean and the Templars are saying that you've won just a battle. And hinting at a sequel. Yeah, and it hints like it is obvious they're they're trying to come out with XCOM three. So the war was War of the Chosen the last DLC? Yes, War of the Chosen was the last DLC. Okay. So you said it's obvious that they're gonna make XCOMs three. Where do you think the story would go? Um, I think that you have reclaimed Earth and you now have like some alien allies and they made a sort of like it was like a mini a mini game. I wouldn't say like it's a mini game because it is its own separate game, but it's called XCOM Chimera Squad and you work with some like aliens in this like police force. So I'm thinking that XCOM 3, like their official XCOM 3 game, will be like you will have the option to like use some like alien soldiers and you're fighting against like a much bigger threat than the aliens that occupied Earth. So you said it would be probably more similar to the old XCOMs like Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within where the enemies sort of have the advantage where you need to find them. Yeah. Rather than like this one where you start off sort of with the element of surprise. Yeah, yeah, because like you... In all the games, you start out with a lot less technology than they do, and then you learn from the aliens and you gain more technology, right? But I think that in XCOM 3, like, it's going to be, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be much more similar to the old XCOM games where they have the jump on you again. So you think before XCOM 3, you're going to dabble in some of the older games you haven't played? You know, I might replay XCOM 2 uh, if they do reannounce XCOM 3. XCOM 2? No, I'm talking about the ones you've oh, never like, played. Oh, like XCOM Enemy Within or yeah, Enemy Unknown? I, yeah. Uh, I actually, I do own them on Steam, and I occasionally play them. They're, uh, it, it's a funny transition from, like, all the mechanics that you have to manage in XCOM 2 back to, like, the even easier to use, mm-hmm. like, Enemy Within mechanics. And, yeah, I mean... The games are good. They're they're definitely really good. But XCOM 2, like, improved on them much better. Mm-hmm. So, what do you... So, talk a bit. You told me uh, that for XCOM 3, you, I think just your favorite thing about this game is just how tight all the gameplay mechanics are, how varied they are, how much they put you in the experience. What else do you think they can add in a potential sequel? You know... In that ending cutscene, like I was saying, it pans out to an ocean where like a giant laser beam is coming out of it. I think that what would be really, really awesome for them to add is some sort of like underwater mechanic. uh, mechanic. And I think it would be really cool because, you know, with how physics work, like, you know, projectiles are going to like drop out and fizz out in the water. So it would be really cool if the alien threat came from the water and you have to fight them in the water. Mm. And I think that would be really awesome because it would add like a whole new, you know, system of like, like swimming mechanics and things like that. Maybe like uh, they had a timer system in XCOM two. Maybe like some of your soldiers have like a timer system where like their oxygen tanks will run out after like 10 minutes and like they have to swim back to the surface to refill their oxygen. Like, that would be, I, I think that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. And it would be much more challenging, too. To, to play off what you said, I think it could also be really cool to have, like, not just underwater maps, but, like, 
like at beaches where they're like part of this is you're like fighting some dudes they're underwater and then they get to land and you have to lay there's like land obstacles and water obstacles and like this guy's talking about d-day in xcom yeah like the aliens are gonna do d-day <laughs> i think that could be cool you know yeah i mean i think that it would be really awesome if they added some like water mechanics because like we're used to like being in the city being in rural areas areas but like Nothing like water related. What if they were like, you're on Earth, right? This is real Earth. Yeah, what you're if, supposed to be on Earth. Yeah, what if there's like Statue of Liberty in a map? The Statue of Liberty the, the is like a big alien the, map. The you gotta fight the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> no, what if they're like real landmarks instead of just like city? Uh, well, I think the whole thing with XCOM 2 is because, like, everything was procedurally generated. They're not going to, like, generate actual landmarks. <laughs> Three Statue of Liberty <laughs> in a map accidentally. Well, you said that, like, at least some of the maps, like, the maps in XCOM 2. Yeah, some of them two. were scripted. So, like, you know, maybe not all of them, but, like, the first one, I'm pretty sure isn't that one, like, yeah. scripted? That one, that can be at the Statue of Liberty or something cool like okay, that. Okay, yeah, I think I think that would you be know, cool. You know, like, landmark, landmark battles happen at, like, landmarks you're already aware of could be very yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that XCOM 3, with what they did with XCOM 2, they could absolutely, like, kill it with XCOM 3, as long as they added more stuff. Well, XCOM 2 I, is very highly, like, received. Yeah. And I think a lot of people played it, right? I don't know how successful On the Steam, game was. it was... It, it, all the reviews were overwhelmingly positive is what the... But uh, what, is it, like, very popular? Yeah, is that overwhelmingly yeah, positive popular. from 20 people or, like, two te- two, two million? It was, know? like, 21,000 reviews, all that were, like, super, super good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this is... I don't yeah. know what the demand is like, but I, I know you, you want it. I'm sure there are many people who want it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... They They even opened it to the modding community. So, you know, if they did that with XCOM 3 as well, like, that's great. Mm Because they they added, like, Stormtrooper skins, which makes even more sense when they can't hit any of their shots. Man set a reference from 2008. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing, so it's going to be like, yeah, there's Chuck Norris in the game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we we just about hit our time. Are there any closing thoughts either of you want to say? XCOM 2 is the greatest game of all time. You can't change my mind. We just spent, like, the whole show talking about faults. Yeah, uh, it's still the greatest game, though. Until XCOM 3. Uh, Yeah, XCOM 3 is going to take it. XCOM 3 is going to take it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Games from the Dorm. We'll be back next week at 2 o'clock. Here's more of the biggest and best variety on your 2023 IBS College Media Award nominee for Best College Radio Station in the Nation, 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com.